the Labor Party have absolutely swept through and there is a big chance they could be taking 40 seats all up uh, in the Legislative Assembly. Uh, just running through the southwest in terms of uh, what's been happening, um, we did mention that there is a minor positive for the Liberal Party. Libby Metham uh, holds a 65-35 lead over Wes Hartley from the Labor Party in the seat of Vass, so she looks like she'll hold on to that. Terry Redman at the moment in the Warren-Blackwood region has 36.8% of the vote for the Nationals and leads by 16% on Hugh Liston for the Labor Party. Uh, in Murray Wellington, that is close between Robin Clark. She is on 51%. Uh, Murray Cowper is at 49%. Meanwhile, Collie Preston, Mick Murray, uh, he's in. He's uh, 64-36 over Alicia Haverson, while the man that is on the other side of this desk, 61% to 39% over Ian Morrison and the two-party preferred the Labor Party's Don Punch. Congratulations. Winning your seat this weekend. G'day. Thanks heaps. How was Saturday night? As it was all sort of happening, it's obviously a tough thing because you don't know, you're sort of hoping for the best, but you don't really know because there's not a lot of polling that happens in the Southwest. How was Saturday night for you? Oh, it, it started off quiet and got really exciting really quickly. A <laughs> couple, uh, couple of uh, freebies at the uh, the bar at the bowls club. <laughs> yeah, it was because um, it was a stunning day. Really, we, we'd been out on the polls all day. I'd been round all of the booths. Yep. And what struck me was a number of people who were just going straight into the booths had made their mind up, knew what they wanted to do, and getting any sense of direction out of the people going through that was a bit hard. So when we got to the tally room that night. And the first results started to come in. Um, Sonia and Tom, who'd been working with me, called us over, have a look at these. Then the next slot came in, and we were really stunned and stoked by the support we received. And where did you vote? Uh, I actually voted at the pre-poll in okay. Central Bunbury. Understandable. Yes, it was a bit yeah. busy of a Saturday. Yeah. So were you going out to any of the other polling booths as Saturday was rolling around? Yes, I got around each of the booths a couple of times yep. and um, sat and talked with the guys there, handed out a few flyers and talked to people, but it was a really, it was a great day. And I had the democracy sausage as well, which is great. Good work, we yeah. like that, yes. <laughs> I must say, I was hunking around for one of them at the, uh, at the one in the CBD and nothing was there and I was a bit disappointed, but that's okay. You've had the biggest swing out of anyone in the whole of WA. We're talking about a 24 25% swing just in Bunbury. We know that John Castrilli stepped down and so it sort of opened it up. What do you put that down to? Talking to people. Yep. I started out in September, door knocking. Um, people were a little bit, you know, elections a long way away yet, but people were really keen to have a talk about the issues. Um, what was really important was jobs and the uncertainty about the future. And in the early days of door knocking, there's a lot of people leaving town because they'd lost a job. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that really stood out was the uh, Western Power issue. And people really wanted to keep Western Power. They saw that as something that had been built by the state over many years and didn't want to see it flogged off. How much of what happened on the weekend, not just here, but everywhere around the state, how much was that was voting the Liberals out compared to voting Labour in? My sense was people were looking for change. Yeah. Um, that came across a lot in the conversations I had. But I do think that um, the sort of um, debates and breakups between the Nationals and the Liberals had an impact. Uh, one Nation, the preference deal, certainly had an impact as well. So I think on the one side, we, we were coming out with very strong plans, uh, a fresh view of what should take place. Yeah. And on the other hand, people were seeing a lot of squabbling and a lot of uh, jostling. And the message came through. Now, there's a lot of, on the list of things to do that's on your plan. We're talking about Bunbury Waterfront, cruise ship berthing spot for Bunbury, upgrade to Bunbury Hospital, uh, mental health facilities, new police stations, non-stop uh, rail between Perth and Bunbury. That's a highlight for me, but anyway, that's a different story. 
how do you get all these things done, knowing that a lot has been talked about how there is a big deficit at the moment right now in the yeah. state? Yeah. Well, first thing is it's great to have Bunbury at the front of the queue for a change. Mm. I'm so pleased about that. Uh, I'm going to have a major spreadsheet and I'll have each one of those projects um, tracked on the way through. And it's going to be tough. We have got a, a major deficit, but we have committed. We have budgeted for those projects in our thinking and uh, we will deliver those over the next um, four years. The easiest ones to pick off are the ones like local content. So not one government um, construction job in the Bunbury area will be built without local content, local people being employed, local purchasing. Dealing with the overseas migration issue, the temporary visas, there's a flood of temporary visa holders coming in. Uh, they are taking up jobs that we know we've got local skills uh, to fill and we're going to tear that list up and start again with it. So that will open up the job market much more fully for local people. Got to ask you, because you spent a lot of time with the South West Development Commission, I think 18 years there. What was that conversation like with the family saying, I'm going to step away from this and have a go at getting into the top end of politics? Was that a tough conversation to have with the family? No, it was a nanosecond. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something um, you've always wanted to do? No, um, it, it hasn't always been in the back of my mind, but when you're in a role like the Development Commission, you have to be politically neutral. Yep. So politics was never an issue. But um, it started to come to mind when I could see what was happening with the deficit, see what was down the track. And in my view, Bunbury needed really strong representation if there's a change of government. And I talked to Mark, stood put my nomination in, got accepted, and here we are. I'm sure there's people that you want to thank because obviously this has been a long road to get here. Anyone you want to thank in particular? Oh, Helen, absolutely my wife, <laughs> Helen. <laughs> She's she, your rock. She has stood by me all the way through this and uh, you do have highs and lows in campaigns. So when I come in on a, off a long, hot, dusty day on the road, uh, Helen was there and Helen was right beside me on a lot of door knocking as well. So she went out there and uh, spoke to people as well. So it was a team effort. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on the win. As we said, it's a, it's a rather historical win for the seat of Bunbury and also for the state of WA. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. I know we'll be in contact with you over the next four years to see how things are progressing, but congratulations on the win on the weekend. Thanks heaps. It's going to have a lot of fun.